You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School, episode 97, Holistic Spaces and Let It Out, a consultation for Katie Dalbout. Welcome to the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Together, they have over three decades of experience designing harmonious living spaces. Laura and Angie have guided thousands of people to shift their energy and revitalize their lives. Mindful Design School offers feng shui courses and certifications. Check us out at mindfuldesignschool.com. If you've been listening to us for a while or you're a newbie, welcome. And we hope you enjoy this earlier episode. So this episode is a collaboration. It's a swap, podcast swap with Katie Dalbout of Let It Out. So if you've been a listener for a while, you know that Katie and I do this every few years when she moves. So we do a podcast swap where we do a consultation for her. And she just moved recently. So we did this really nice consultation and if you don't know about her podcast already let it out it's a really great one she is putting really powerful and good stuff out into the world and so I highly recommend it she's a really beautiful soul inside and out and I'm very honored to be a friend of hers so I hope you enjoy this so this is actually going to be more of her podcast so you'll see her style of podcast so we'll talk a bit more than you're going to be used to and it's a longer podcast, but then we do go over her, her floor plan and her consultation. So check it out. Let us know what you think. And thanks so much. Welcome to Let It Out and Holistic Spaces. I'm here with one of my favorite people in the world, my dear friend, Angie. Angie and I met one million years ago. I don't know. <laughs> um, like how many apartments ago for me? One, two, three, four, five, five apartments ago. (laughs) And ever since then, we've, we met through our mutual friend and my basically second mom. I call her my non-birth mom, Sasha Jones. And she's been on the podcast a million times as well. And I love Angie's work about spaces and feng shui and have learned so much from you as my friend. And then when I moved to New York, we became very close and we would see each other once a week at least. Um, We would go to a meditation together at the Rubin in person in the middle of the day on a Wednesday in the middle of the week in the middle of Manhattan. (laughs) It was like the most inconvenient time, (laughs) but we loved it. And it was like us and a lot of senior citizens, which could never happen now, which is so sad. Um, But it was such a... I forgot about the senior citizens. Yeah, it was a really sweet moment and and for two people who are in charge of our own schedules and and do a lot of things it was really nice to have something consistent that I knew what day of the week it was (laughs) and where to go and meet you and I think our friendship really took roots with that activity and 
ever since we've known each other, you have come to my space, either virtually or in person when we were in the same city, and given me feng shui adjustments and a little tune-up of what I am working on and told me you've helped me sort out how to arrange the space and where to put my bed or my desk for, for different you'll get into why that is. Um, and it's been one of the most useful ideas in my life, I think, that I've had and something that's a really great conversation starter. And I think more people, that was in 2014 or 2015 when we first connected. And I think five years later, so many more people are talking about feng shui. Has that been your experience? Um. I don't actually, I don't know because I'm, I just, you know, I think because I talk about it all the time, I don't know what anyone else is doing, but I think it is probably a little bit more mainstream. You know why? Because younger people are, especially now this year, but younger people and people in 2020 are paying more attention to their homes because we're all stuck at home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so wild. So how has this time been for you? Angie's in New York, we yeah. should say, but you're from LA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I grew up in Burbank and I went to school at Berkeley and I lived in the Bay Area and then I moved to New York. So I've been here since 2003. But um, how's this year been for me? Well, that's a good question. Uh, it was really kind of nice in the beginning because things were work was kind of slow and then the pandemic happened and I actually got COVID I don't know if I told you oh yeah you did tell tell us more (laughs) (laughs) well I mean I was the sickest I was ever in my life and I got sick yeah I got sick right after the the lockdown in New York so days after you know the lockdown did Um, Jeremiah get it too he did but he was pretty um uh, mild. Mm-hmm. I got really sick. I had to uh, go to the emergency room and I had to, you know, get fluids. And I, but I was only there for like three hours and um, I had pneumonia. It was probably, I'll say it's the sickest I've ever been. I thought I was wow. going to die because oh I didn't God. know what was happening. Yeah. But, but it was really great because I feel like um, it gave me a new perspective like the closest thing I've had to a near death experience. So it was really, it was a really great experience in that sense. And then I really enjoyed the, um, the beginning of the pandemic because I'm an introvert, but now, now that we're, it's been, it's been a lot of months now. I'm finally, I think it's finally getting to me. Yeah. Yeah. How long did it take for you to heal from COVID till you were feeling back to being yourself? I think it was sick for a total of three and a half weeks. Wow. So now yeah. how do you feel about, can you get it again? It's not like the chicken pox, right? Um, I don't, I think that's all up in the air because I think there's a lot of mixed reviews, but I know two people like Jeremiah, his friend has tested positive twice on separate occasions. And I don't know. So I know I have the antibodies in April, but you know, now it's October. So I don't know if I still have them, but I'm just being safe because I got really sick. So I don't really want to 
get it again. But I think I, um, I could possibly get like another strain, but who knows? I'm not a scientist or a doctor, so I don't really know. Oh, it's so wild. So what has this time taught you? Have you learned anything through having COVID, getting that sick, getting better, being in, you know, somewhat solitude? Also, you know, you're, you live with your husband in New York and your dogs. What, you know, work-wise, what have you been learning? Oh, geez. I've learned so much. Like I, well, right after getting sick, I've very much learned to value all the people that helped me. I had such kind friends that went out of their way to, you know, to bring me like an oximeter um, that measures your oxygen levels and, and just take care of me and my business partner in the feng shui school, she took care of everything because I just couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it was, I had a lot of, I have a lot of gratitude for all of the people that really care about me. And that was huge to see that. But um, I think the biggest thing I learned now that it's, you know, many months later is I really learned that I need to start to work my own boundaries because one thing that came up for me while I was sick is that I'm so responsive, right? So people would send me emails and I was like, and I was like sick with COVID and I'm like, I'm very sick. I can't help you. But then they would keep emailing me. And I realized because I'm really nice and respond to people, like they thought that meant that I wasn't that sick, even though my words said like, leave me alone. So I've, I'm just kind of learning I can, I'm just learning, I'm learning to ignore people. I'm like, I'm going to ignore that. And I'm not going to, I don't have to respond to that. So I'm just really strengthening my boundaries. Like, how do I take care of myself? It's okay to ignore people. And if it's important, they'll call me back again. Mm. I love that. Yeah. That sounds like a really valuable takeaway. Yeah. What about you? What have you learned? Hmm. Oh my God. I feel like I've learned so much this year. I mean, I I think as you know, 2019 really shook me and I had such a, so much groundlessness in 2019 and so much change and so much, um, yeah, I was really depressed and uncertain and that's why I went on this trip that ended up never ending or or at least never bringing me, I guess it's ending now, but it never brought me back to New York like I thought it would. And I think when the pandemic started, I probably told you this as well, but I, it was so wild, right? You know, we were all, the world was warming up to this and it was just this like really uncertain time. But I weirdly felt like, oh man, I've been so chaotic emotionally the last year that everyone just kind of met me where I was, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I kind of felt like I had been preparing for it, not preparing for it, but I just felt like, okay, what what else now? Like if I think if it had happened where I was in my mind and in my life in 2019, I would have broken because I was so rigid but I had become so flexible through going through 
hard things and traveling and flipping my life upside down for an entire year prior that when this happened, I was like, okay, what else? Pivot, pivot, (laughs) pivot again, you know? Uh And I'm really grateful for that. And I feel like all the things I was grasping onto so tightly and, and held so close left me and yet I'm okay. And, um, yeah, I feel really different than I, than I felt a year ago. I mean, we all do, I guess. Um, and you know, part of it's the pandemic, part of it's traveling for a really long time. Part of it is, you know, just another year older maybe, but yeah, it it feels like forward movement. It feels like progress, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you were in your Saturn return when you were traveling, right? Yeah. I think my Saturn return officially ended and there was like aftershocks of it or something in July of this year. So not even that long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and that feels very correct. <laughs> like <laughs> it really felt like, cause what is it about a Saturn return? It's like, you're, um, you're, you're kind of rejiggering and re getting onto like a new cycle of life. Is that not of life, uh, but of, is that really what I don't, well, I, I, I also did what, well, I did what you did during my Saturn return on accident. I didn't realize it either. I, I did the same thing. I left New York. I'm sorry. I left, um, I left California and I just like put everything in a, my parents' garage and I traveled mm-hmm. and then I moved to New York. So um, it's, I think it's about like kind of letting go of your structures and rejiggering things and letting go of, it's kind of like a midlife crisis, mm-hmm. letting go of what's not working and really rethinking things and it can be a really transformative experience in a positive way but it's hard yeah it definitely felt like I was running through something the fire maybe at some points um and I think an astrologer told me this but you know it's it's really about like relaxing into it and not resisting it and the more the more I did that, the more ease I felt throughout it. And the pandemic was like a perfect way for me to do that because there was no resisting. <laughs> like nobody could resist this. It just was, okay, mm-hmm. sit still, stay in, do this, you know? It, and there was this real peacefulness and and pretty magical kismet things fell into my lap and and some things fell away and um every time i tried to grasp and control and change something something slipped away and when i was able to sit and be still and quiet and allow and surrender really good things came and i'm trying to remember that um and and hold on to that and I hope to take that with me forever. And, you know, not that that is something that I wasn't maybe aware of in a conceptual way. I think I've, I have a lot of examples of experiencing it fully now. 
I think um, that all sounds really good. Yeah. I have another question for you. Mm-hmm. What has this time of a lot of people being home more taught you about spaces or have you been seeing in people coming to you or working with you? Um, I think that people are definitely confronted with things that they may not have have a a lot, you know, the things that they were kind of putting on the back burner in terms of their homes, but that translates to things in their life. Like, so basically there, it's easy just to go out and take care of things and ignore what's happening at home, which is similar to going out and distracting yourself and then entertaining yourself and then not paying attention to what's happening on the inside, on the inner environment. So I think that people are really coming to a head like that. And, and also even with people being stuck at home more with their partners, like having to really face those, those mirrors much deep, much more deeply. And um, I think also in a good sense, people are valuing their home and honoring their home more because I think our homes do so much for us. And sometimes we take them for granted. And so they're getting some attention, some of that attention they deserve now. (laughs) Um, but I, uh, and I also find that people are more open to shifting their space because, and and more aware of how their space impacts them because they're working from home, spending more time at home. And so they're either deciding like, you know, you know, a lot of people that want to leave New York, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of people are like, I'm going to, I just, now I'm going to leave Manhattan. I'm going to go upstate. And so people are really coming to terms with what is healthy for them and what they really want instead of kind of speeding through and doing things that they should do based on what, you know, what society tells them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I definitely did that living in New York where, you know, we live in small spaces there and I I think we, we might have spoken about this on the last episode when I moved to New York and, and one of my apartments, my main apartment there that that you helped me with in, in the last episode. And I, th- I think I probably said, I haven't listened back to it, but I think I probably said something to the effect of like, I'm never going to be here. Like it just needs to be nice for when I'm there, but I'm going to be like, I want to be experiencing the city and I want to be out and I want to be meeting people and I want to be doing things. And that's how I lived there, but I like never wanted to be home. And that was okay for a period of, in my life, but it also made me really tired. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it burned me out. And I think you saw me in that mode. Um, and you know, I, I think it was a really good way to distract myself from my feelings by being really, really busy. And it was interesting when I went away traveling, wherever you go, there you are, you know, like I would, I went to Bali to like not have very many plans. And then like, I ended up making friends and having a lot of plans, you know, (laughs) and then kind of same thing in Australia. And then I got to LA and I was like, okay, I'm back to like my 
my life of running around and going to things and I'm going to meet up with this friend and dinner with this friend and blah, 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 blah. And I remember being really stressed out about all the plans I had the week of like what, March 15th or whatever it was. Mm. And then none of those plans happened. And I was forced to be inside in my space and just sit with myself. And it was so uncomfortable and, and like everything I was so afraid of happening happened. Um, but yet I was okay, you know, and I, I think much like journaling or meditation or any spiritual practice of solitude, it puts a mirror up in your face to examine feelings you don't want to feel, things you don't want to know that are easier to not know, much like a Saturn return, I guess. It's like easier to stay, but that's when that's not an option anymore and you outgrow your pot, being replanted is uncomfortable, but ultimately good. And I feel like that happened in, in an uncomfortable way, but a good way for a lot of people, not to diminish all the pain and like suffering that COVID has caused. But um, I think that is a shared experience. Yeah. I think a lot of people felt that way. Although I kind of felt the opposite. I was like, all my plans got canceled. (laughs) All my plans got canceled. And I was like, yes, I can stay home and I don't have to talk to anybody. I loved it. I found out I'm really quite an introvert. I'm like, wow, I feel like a normal human being now that I don't have to go do all these things with people. So I felt really actually very nurtured to not be around people's energy. And I started to become much more, my intuitive side actually started to come out more because it wasn't being um, overwhelmed by yeah. all, everyone else's energy for, for once. Cause I never allowed myself to kind of, uh, step back from other people. I was always helping other people and had, and people were always asking me of things. So I was finally in a place where I didn't have, like, if you can imagine like people kind of sucking my energy. Yeah. And so I really felt good, really good for the first time in my life. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I love that. It's mm-hmm. so funny how this time has been so different for so many people. So I think I realized maybe that I'm pretty extroverted and <laughs> not that that's yeah. like a shock to people, but I'm, do you know much about the Myers-Briggs, like ENFP, that sort of? A little bit, but tell me. So, you know, it's just the personality test, but mm-hmm. my mom worked in HR. And so I've been brought up really with the Myers-Briggs language since I was a child. She did like a child's one on me once. And I, I am an ENFP, which is, it's a spectrum, right? And that's the least extroverted of the extroverts. So basically I need equal time alone as I do with people. Mm-hmm. And, and that feels really correct for me. Like I start to feel a little bit crazy or crazy isn't the word. I I start to feel a little bit off when I'm alone for too much. And I start to feel a little bit off and distracted and disconnected and overwhelmed if I'm around people too much. So finding that balance is always challenging for me because it's kind of like Ayurvedic where like the opposite is the medicine, but like you don't, that doesn't feel correct, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think um, I had such a particular 
early pandemic up till now experience where right now, as we'll discuss in a minute, just like a couple days ago, October 1st, I moved into my first apartment in LA by myself and like signed the lease and I'm here. But prior to this, I've been subletting and I wasn't meant to move here necessarily. And I spent the first three months of the pandemic, March to June, in a house with four people who I didn't know before, who became my best friends. Uh, nothing to bond you like a pandemic and quarantine. It was like a very strange episode of the real world. And then in June, I moved into a different house with these boys on the top of the hill around the corner from my old house. So I was still hanging out with them and now these new people. And then they became close friends. And suddenly I had this like community of people and had a really fun summer actually, which I feel odd saying, but for the circumstances was around people more than I have been maybe maybe ever like more consistently you know i mean it's a it's a really small amount of people um but there were people i was living with and since we weren't seeing many other people it was this really small group where i i felt like i was i was very distracted you know like i was very distracted by the energy of the people that i've spent the last six months with and I think because everything was so uncertain and because I was kind of pining to be part of this group and pining to, you know, find my footing moving across the country in the midst of a global pandemic, you know, and, and then just, there was kind of one thing after the next of like, after George Floyd's death, everything that was happening with the riots and and protests and warming up to that and pivoting from that. And then, the wildfires here, like waking up with ash over everything and, you know, not being able to go outside. Like it was just kind of one thing after the next and a lot of bonding. And And I actually am really happy that I had people around and happy that I wasn't alone during this time as a single person. Um, but now I am, you know, and I think that is a, a good, when I, my friend was, who I lived with, he was, he was moving me in last week and he was like, how are you feeling? And I was like, you know, I'm feeling really emotional. And and when I walk, I got the keys the day before. And when I walked into the space, I burst into tears, Angie. Like you've seen me cry mm-hmm. like that, like just mm-hmm. sobbing, like fully weeping. And it was I was really happy. Like, I'm so happy I found this apartment. I looked for months and months and months and months and months to find a really great apartment. And I found one that I love the location and the light and the building and the space and the price. And like, all of it is so good. And I'm so grateful. So that was part of it. And then another part of it was like, I'm really sad to leave living with these people I was living with because they were and are really interesting and fascinating. And it was nice to be in that space with them. I learned, I'd never, I'd never, I'm, you know, this, like I'm a girl's girl. Like I don't really have many dude friends. And it was interesting being the only girl around these, um, these men, (laughs) you know, or like boys. And that was interesting for me and really cool and fun. And, I learned a lot. Like I learned a lot about myself in that experience. And 
I was sad to leave it. And so what I told him when he was, when we were moving in, he was like, how are you feeling? And I was like, you know, I feel like I've been so distracted this summer and I haven't really been working very much and I haven't been, um, you know, and I've been doing like the bare minimum. Like I'm obviously putting out a podcast every week and I'm like kind of trying to post on social media and I'm trying to like answer (laughs) emails and I'm doing my best, but you know, I did the urgent stuff, but, but that was it because I think also after, you know, like we were saying with everything happening, I was really having an identity crisis of like, what, what is my work? What do I want to do? How can I help people? Does anyone care about my feelings right now? Is, is this even relevant? How can I elevate, you know, BIPOC? How can I help politically? How can I, you know, what can I do that like actually matters? And so I kind of wasn't doing much at all and trying to just be present with the experience that I was having and, and taking in. Um, and so then I was feeling this sense of like, I know I need to get back to work and I need to like clear space and not be so distracted. But yet it kind of felt like the Sunday night blues, you know, it kind of felt like I was like in this really fun sort of summertime mode. And then now I'm like going back to school and it felt like I was getting dropped off at college or something. Um, Mm. And that's good. That's exciting. That's new. But it also... I realized that, and this is maybe moving us into, you know, you talking to me about, about my space, but, um, and this is like some backstory for that, but I think I, and I think, you know, this as well have, I'm pretty, I'm an extremist, right? Like I kind of go in these modes where like I take things pretty far. And when I'm working, I'm like so focused, so working really in the masculine of like, you know, I'll be sitting at my desk and my feet are asleep and I haven't gone to the bathroom and I haven't eaten anything, but I'm like three more emails, you know? <laughs> um, and just like out of my body. Right. And then this summer I've been more like in the feminine of like, not really doing much reading, being outside, going to the beach, like, you know, cooking, making bread, like just kind of fucking around. But I think that was actually pretty good for me. But now I think I took that maybe in the other direction. And so now I think I'm, I'm, I'm ready to find some balance where I do go back to work, but I don't do it in the way that I have done it in the past. And I, you know, instead find a, a merger of the two. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes sense because, because I remember, I think the last time I saw you, we had that meeting at Talia's house and then you were like running around and so crazy and you were like, I'm running late and you were running late from another meeting and I was, yeah. felt so bad. I felt so bad for you because you were like really stressed out. And so, so stressed out. Yeah, but I, that makes sense because I do that too. We have to go to one extreme and then you flip to the other extreme, but then you can understand how to kind of find some middle ground, right? Yeah. And I think that the middle ground, the center is pretty challenging for me. And I really admire people who can kind of live there. Hmm. Well, I think I'm not so sure that anyone kind of lives there. I think that it's always a balance because I mean, that's what all of all of these, a lot of these issues that are coming up right now, I think really is about balance, right? Because we're really looking at a divided world or 
a divided country. We're looking at separation. We're looking at masculine. What is masculine? What is feminine? What is right? What is wrong? What's the truth? What's not truth? What's black? What's white? Like so much. And, and um, I'm not sure what the answer is, but it's about exploring that those things are like you, like what you've been working on, how it's all fluid. Cause that's one of the tenets, like that's one of the um, foundations of feng shui yin yang. It's like those, like the yin yang symbol, it's like always moving. It's not static. So it's about being fluid. Like you said, like try just being flexible and being open to going overboard in one direction, but then correcting and then going in the other direction it's like a constant dance rather than just staying static in the middle because i don't think that's possible for humans yeah yeah i I really like that what is the connection between space and creativity ah so that's an interesting question i've been thinking a lot about that myself because there's actually an well there's um I would say that creativity is connected to, if we look at the feng shui Bagua map, some people connect it to one specific area of the Bagua map, but it actually connects to all of this, all of the areas of the Bagua map. So I think like creativity is just having, like with space and creativity, space is what you think, you kind of think of that as emptiness and openness, like where there's nothing happening. And I think that gives birth to creativity because when you can have, like space, like you're in the shower, you can think of an idea. Or if you're like, you know, if you were sitting in meditation, you start thinking of all these ideas because you actually can stop and have space. Or like with the morning pages, right? Like it's because you wake up in the morning and you start writing and writing and writing and you create space by doing all that writing because you're kind of emptying out your brain of all the junk and then something can come forward. So space is like, Space, I think, gives birth to creativity. Yeah, and I think it connects to what we were talking about before of like being so busy, that sort of non-space, you know, overwhelm, being, you know, too extroverted, right? Like I think finding that sort of space that, you know, COVID has given us is... Yeah, well... Even like with your apartment, like I was looking at what you're posting, you don't like, you don't have any furniture. And I think you posted some, your list of stuff you needed to buy, right? For your yes. house. And, but since you have an empty, you have like an empty apartment, you can be creative. You have so much to do, but if you had a full apartment, you would have no, nothing to create. Yeah. Yeah. And I love this and I'm almost hesitant to like, bring any like I went to Ikea last night with my friends and you know I had like I can't even like cut an avocado because like I don't have a knife you know what I mean like I had to like get everything Uh but I was apprehensive to even like bring in any of that stuff because I like this there's such amazing light in this space and it feels like this big open loft and I, I have a rug like I got a rug and I think the rug is actually good but we unloaded it last night and my friend helped me and I was like wait I don't, I don't want the rug do you want the rug take the rug like I was just suddenly like I don't want anything and she was like wait is this all your stuff like you don't have anything anywhere else and I was like no this is everything I own and 
I've gotten so many messages from people on Instagram lately being like, or this week when they saw, cause I posted a lot of this mm-hmm. saying, I'm so, how lucky you are to have this fresh start mm-hmm. because so Definitely. many people have, you know, ties to things and family and partners. And, um, I can look at them and be like, Oh man, it'd be really nice to have a boyfriend, you know, or like someone to help me build my bed or like have, you know, shared things with, but also like, this is nice too. And it's, it's cool to remember that. And I do feel like, like I was saying before of this summer being around the people I was living with in the, in the house, I, was the least creative I've ever been. I was so, I was emotionally okay, but I was, and having a nice time, but I output wise, very minimal, very, very minimal (laughs) because I was very distracted. And I think that's okay. Like there's times to reap and time to times to sow. And I think it was a lot of me like taking in energy that I will now figure out how to package and learn from and grow and share. But now that I have the space, I feel like I'm in a prime place to do that, you know? Yeah. And I I don't think you should be afraid of, of putting things in your home because you've always been pretty good at letting things go. I mean, your book is called let it out. So it's about letting things go. And I actually, too good. I mean, I think you know that about <laughs> me. We're like, I'll buy something, give it away, and then have to buy it again. <laughs> but that's actually, you know, that's a really great thing. Like, so, okay, so you can be on one end, like where if you have, you know, before we got, before we started recording, you were, you were saying that even because there's no furniture on a pra- in a practical sense, it's echoey, right? And right. In your home, which isn't good for podcasting, but. It's also in feng shui when there's nothing in your home, it means that it's very yin. There's no life. So you don't want, you want to have life in your space, but you don't want it so full that it's stagnant. And you're not, you're not in danger of doing that. I don't think (laughs) that's not you, but, um, but it's, I recently started thinking a lot about this because, um, I, you know, I work with people who renovate their spaces and some of my clients just renovate, you know, they're always changing things around. And it's actually really, I think, a positive thing to always be working on your spaces and changing it. And, and like your, you get something, you give it away and then you buy something to replace it because you're, you're moving along energy. You're, first of all, you're moving energy in your home, which translates to moving energy in your life, but they're also being generous because so many people who have clutter or have a lot of stuff, that's because they're scared to let go because mm-hmm. they don't want to, um, they think they might need it again. So they yeah. hold on to everything. And so it's actually like a poverty mentality. But you're so generous that you, even with the way you, you're very generous with like, I think the kindness you offer, not only that, but with, and you, like you said, with objects as well. and what you could probably learn is to like hold on a hold a little bit more for yourself and to allow yourself to keep something that you that you love and um but a lot of people have the other problem where they hold on so tightly that they they're scared of they they have this poverty mentality about it they thought they'll never have enough and i think you have like a more abundant viewpoint so you're ready to give because you know you'll you can just get it again 
That's really interesting. And not to get too psychological or too um, down the rabbit hole on this, but I, I think maybe you'll find this interesting. This relates to eating dis- my eating disorder in particular, I think, because so so I come from a mom who is exactly what you were talking about with, with clutter and holds on to mm. things. Um, so I think I overcorrected for for growing up in that way. I never, I don't like having a lot of stuff around. I move a lot. I have lived in a lot of places. My mom has only lived in our small town. Um, and it's very similar with my eating disorder. You know, my mom has always been in a larger body ever since I was born. And I think I... I had an overcorrection from, from that. And, and a lot of that is, you know, I've spoken about on the podcast is, you know, we live in a, a world that's very fat phobic and, um, you know, standards of beauty and there's all sorts of components that, that deal with that. But the way my eating disorder manifests is always not wanting to hold on to things, like not wanting to be overly full, not wanting to take in. Um, and it's constantly been like an up and down situation as you know um but it's funny that that mirrors the space thing right yeah of course it mirrors the space thing i did it did occur to me a while while i was saying that it probably does connect with the eating disorder stuff absolutely like people who because i because sometimes i'll eat too much or some people will eat like i know some people that will like make sure when they go on a plane they have enough to eat because they're scared that they might not have enough to eat on the plane you know, because you're trapped on the plane. Yeah. Um, just like little psychological things like that. And it, it absolutely translates to our spaces. It translates to how we interact with people. Um, even like one example I give a lot is like a closet with clothing. Um, you know, if you keep your, some people, if you keep your closet full all the time with clothes, you know, people don't want to let go of things and, um, you know, but if you keep it full all the time, it's, it's out of fear that you might need it one day, you might not have enough, but once you can open it up and make, make space, you can welcome in new opportunities, new, new things, new perspectives, new boyfriends, whatever. Right. Yeah. 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 I love that about like movement taking things in, sharing them, giving them away. I have a box right now that like whenever a friend's been coming over to help me or something, I, from my pod of people, I've been like, okay, take something from the box. What do you want? You know, like my friend took my salt lamp and like, I loved this salt lamp. I used it for a long time. It was a gift from someone else. And I just, I don't want it anymore. I, I've had enough of it. It's perfectly good. I just, you know, I'm going to pass it on. And my friend Christine really taught me this because she Every time I go over there, she gives me something. She gives me some of her clothes or gives me, you know, a ceramic or something. And mm. it's so meaningful to me. Um, and, you know, it's onward with her, you know, like she doesn't, doesn't need it. And I think that that sharing and is, there's a lot of sweetness there. Yeah. It's, it's really about cultivating generosity. Mm, yeah. But you need to, but I guess you can over, you could start to be a little bit more generous with yourself. Yeah, that seems to be a theme in my life that a lot of people are pointing out to me. Yeah. Yeah. What does moving represent energetically? And is there anything to keep in mind? 
moving from place to place. Yeah, like yeah. moving in to a new house, new apartment. Well, it's definitely, um, well, just moving things inside your home. So if you're not moving, it's moving the energy. So then when you move from one place to another, one location to another, you're definitely moving up energy. And hopefully most people are, you know, upgrading. And I think you are, you're taking on a different type of, like, this is the first time you're living alone, right? Um, well, Kind of. I I lived alone when I met you actually in my first apartment in Michigan. And it's interesting because it feels like this is the first time I lived alone because <laughs> I lived alone then, but I was 22 and it was an apartment that I didn't really love. And I didn't really, I didn't want to be in that city at all, but I was there for three years maybe. Um, but it was, I really never made it my space. Like it was a kind of a hodgepodge of, um, furniture, like you kind of do in college and, you know, I, I made it somewhat nice. And I think that's when I connected with you because I had a fascination for spaces and even took some college classes in interior design because I've always felt like it was something interesting to me. And then a few years then yeah like three years later I moved to a different apartment in Detroit as you know you remember that one yeah um, I remember that one it was you had, you had super a cool there. I had a roommate it was like 1970s it was huge it had a um fireplace and I had a really large room and you helped me like figure out the feng shui then I had what I called an executive desk in the command position <laughs> um and it was super yes. cool <laughs> And then after yeah. that, I moved to New York and lived in the East Village with a roommate and someone who we can definitely classify as, um, what would we call her? Like someone who holds on to a lot of things. And she had just mm. been in that space for so long that there was so much there. And, um, you know, my room became a bit of a sanctuary and we did a great job with that space and plants and it was really open um but again like a roommate scenario and then I moved to Brooklyn for a little bit also with roommates and I was there for such a short amount of time that I barely even unpacked much less like made it a space but it was a lovely place to be for for a while and then I was traveling and you know basically home free. <laughs> um, and then now I'm here. So it really does feel like the first time I've been in my, in living alone so far from where I'm from for sure. And, you know, I think that that time period when I lived on my own in Michigan, it was, like I said, I was 22 and I was, you know, just a, a, a drive away from my family and my home and the, the apartment itself was very easy. Like it, it was, it was big and cheap and had, um, a washer and dryer. You know what I mean? It was just like very simple to live mm -hmm. there on my own, um, parking, well, that you know, was so long ago too. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, you know, eight years ago. Yeah. Um, well, moving is definitely, definitely about changing your energy. And even they say like my, that my teacher's teacher would say, if you're having a, like a bout of bad luck, then you should, you can move or go travel. <laughs> so it's like, you can kind of like leave your bad luck behind. So, um, 
So I think it's really a great new beginning as many people have, you, you said people have noted that like it's, you're kind of starting with a blank slate and it feels very open and spacious like from the, like the videos you sent me. It's like, mm. it just feels like a big open um, white light. Yeah. Like yeah, so much potential. I think so too. There's so much potential and it feels correct. Like I, I don't know how to explain it, but like I said, I, I looked at so many places and some that would have been with a roommate or would have been in different neighborhoods. And, and this one, this one just worked out in a really kismet sort of a way. And I'm, it, yeah, I'm just grateful and it feels correct. And I don't know, should we get into it? Should we get into a little bit of feng shui about what is coming up for me and what this space will be? Yeah, definitely. So I'm excited because now that I'm doing a lot more virtual consultations, it's going to be, I think it'll be a little bit different than we've done before. But um, cool. But I thought this would be a really great time for you to also, for me to ask you some questions and then for you to really kind of think about what kind of intentions you want to bring into this space, which represents kind of a new a new um, phase in your life, like welcoming in new beginnings. So, um, so okay. So I have your floor plan, and I'm looking at it, and I and I saw a couple of videos. So um, I usually start by asking, "What are three wishes you have for yourself?" Ooh, hmm. I didn't. I didn't think of this prior. <laughs> do you, so I can give you examples if you want. Sure. Give me examples and then I'll just do it stream of consciousness. You probably asked me this the other times we've done this. I wonder what I would have said. Yeah, probably. We should look back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, okay. So here's some examples. Like um, people, like the big, two big ones are like, I want to find a boyfriend or a partner or I want to work on my relationship. Um, sometimes people want to work on their, like their career Sometimes people want to work on their family life. Some people want to work on um, their wisdom. Some people want to just start off good in their new place. Some people want to improve okay. their health. I've, I've got mine. Okay, go for it. Okay. Do they have to be in order? No. Okay. Number one, I want to find a partner. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, that's you're number, ready. Yeah, that's not necessarily number one, but like, yeah, that's um, okay. that's one for sure. Love partner relationship, someone who likes me back as much as I like them, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and number two, not that these are in order, but I think financially, like my creative work and my work in general with the podcast and the kits and all the things that I do supports me fully and mm -hmm. I can keep doing it um, in abundance and do more okay. and still travel in my life at the level I want to. And then number three is I think, I don't know if I'm trying to squeeze two wishes into my last wish, but it's 
creatively fulfilled, like fully like in my hobbies, like I'm starting ceramics and I'm really bad at it, but like, I want to stick with it and get better. I want to improve my writing. I want to creatively collaborate with a community of people that feels really good and easy and flowing and fluid. Um, and like connected with nature. So I guess, I, I guess the, I guess it's about creativity and community. Um, and then, you know, I guess my money wish, which is about, you know, like financially being supported through the work that I'm doing is also, you know, related to creativity in a way. Okay. Those are good. Okay. So just to summarize, one is you'd like to find, you'd like to get an, um, be in a relationship. <laughs> Yeah. A romantic, you'd like to be in a romantic relationship and you're ready for that. Cause I know like it's been a while and you've done a lot of, you've done a lot of work and <laughs> um, yes. so now you're like, well, cause sometimes people aren't ready yet, but you're now you're like, I'm ready. I'm so ready. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, also just by saying that out loud and everyone knows now, maybe you'll start getting people interested. Oh, great. Cool. Call me. (laughs) Okay. All right. So we'll work on, um, so there's an, actually an area of the, your home that relates to relationships. So we can look at that. And then also we'll look at your bed because I already noticed something from the picture she sent me. Well, that is not how it's going to be. That is just my mattress is on the ground because I don't have, and my bed is not set up and my real bed isn't sent to me. So Oh, you don't have a real bed yet. Okay. No, that's, I'm just borrowing my friend's Ikea bed. My real bed is getting sent to me and we just built the bed frame. So coming soon, temporary, this is temporary. Okay. Well, and I know I need two nightstands. I know that's like the number one thing. We're going to go over all the bed things for the Okay, great. Okay. (laughs) All right. And then just as a reminder to make sure, and then we'll work on something else. And then can I just tell you a funny thing that maybe everyone else won't? think is funny but I I remember in the last interview we did for my other apartment my boyfriend at the time Nick was there and um Angie was like yeah you gotta have a headboard because the headboard means um like the relationship what is it that the relationship like stability of the relationship and Nick and I kind of looked at each other and we're like oh no the stability of our relationship we don't have a headboard (laughs) turns out didn't work out <laughs> so this fight this feng shui stuff works <laughs> oh, oh well <laughs> well that's the big thing that was what I noticed I'm like that bed she's putting together doesn't have a headboard <laughs> well shoot it still doesn't have a headboard but I don't have a relationship yet so do I need to worry about the stability of one <laughs> Um, okay I'm gonna give you a I'm gonna we'll talk about some kind of fun fix for that okay great Okay. But yeah, yeah, no, it's not because the, well, maybe it was all because the headboard, let's blame it on the headboard. <laughs> okay, great. There are <laughs> other things, but sure. <laughs> well, cause also the headboard connects the partners too. And you guys were apart. There were yeah. like, yeah. So headboards are really important. Yeah. Um, so we'll go over all the bad things and we'll, we'll, and then, but, and then I'll think of something that will be especially good for you to work with really to attract a partner. And then Actually, the other thing is, so I'm going to actually put the um, money thing, I'm going to kind of put that as a, the third thing, because I think that's not the biggest issue. The issue is more about 
having and being inspired by what you do and having your work be connected to what inspires you. Cool. And then when you do those things, the finances will naturally come because you don't, because you don't really have a problem with the finances. What it is is that you want, you want to continue to, to um, fine tune what your, what your offering is to the world so that it's more, it's more and more aligned with what you love and more fulfilling for you. And when that happens, the, the abundance just naturally comes with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, totally. Okay. So there's actually two areas of the feng shui map that relate to that. There's an area called fame and recognition, and it's related to the fire element. And that's related to your inspiration and, you know, your fire, your passion. And then there's an area called um, path in life, which is related to career and how you show up. And that's also going to be good for you to meet more people with your relationships. So, so, okay, I have, I have to get a a little bit more information and then I'll ask you some more information. Then we'll kind of walk through things that you can do in your home. And then we can um, do like a little dedication, like a virtual space clearing dedication with, with your aspirations at the end. How's that sound? Sounds great. Okay. So let me, I need to know a little bit more about your relationship situation. So so what do you think needs to happen for you to meet someone? Are you, for instance, are you meeting people? Are you, or so are you actively trying to date people right now or no? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And are I had, mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I mean, it's COVID. So like I've <laughs> been, you know, I haven't been like out meeting people in person and I'm not, um, online dating but i'm i'm open to it and i have gone on dates and i have like been um yeah like i kind of um i liked someone and had a situation that was like really nice and sweet but like they didn't want a relationship <laughs> okay. you know and so that was good but also you know, a little bit like, oh, bummer, but made me realize like, okay, well, I do want one of these again now. <laughs> um, so it was expansive in that way, I think. Okay. Do you think that, okay, so you're dating, um, you liked someone, it wasn't, they weren't ready to be in a relationship. And would you say that you're meeting enough people or? No. Okay, you're not meeting enough people and you're not, are you, you're not kind of out there as, as much as you could because COVID and other things. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just kind of like a girl's girl, like I'm saying, like, I'm just like, not, I don't really meet that many dudes necessarily. I feel like, a, you know, in my, and just in general, like in my work, like I'm always, yeah, I make friends very easily. I have a lot of friends and I make new friends pretty easily, but they tend to be women. Okay. So you're just not meeting as many men. And then let me ask you, when you do meet men, are there men that like you and you don't like them or, or the ones that you like don't, you don't. Yes. It's, um, the ones that like me, I don't really like back. And then the ones that I like don't seem to like me back. (laughs) Okay. All right. Got it. Um, okay. And then. Um, but you're, I think you've done a lot of work on yourself. So that's not, 
Because that's also something that people need to do. But I think you're, you've got that one down. You're, you're a self-help queen. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've been doing self-help like since I came out of the womb. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I don't think you need more self-help and self-love. You're, you're doing a lot of that. And, um, and I think that you, I think, um, I think your self-worth is pretty good. I know that we all have our insecurities and we all have our, what's it, um, imposter syndrome and stuff like that but I think that um you also know that you're a good catch right I don't know I mean I think my I think my self-worth was pretty shaken by this like unrequited situation that I was in um oh recently yeah and I think I just kind of I think I had I think self-worth is something I need a hand in actually okay (laughs) I think I especially I don't know I'm around a lot of like cool, beautiful people. And I tend to, you know, have a lot of like, oh no, am I actually okay to be here? Does everyone like me? Like I, I kind of get into that mode. Um, but I'm, I don't know, I'm kind of self-aware of it and I'm, I'm starting to see that we're all just people and everyone's trying their best and maybe I'm okay (laughs) on a good day. Yeah. And then I think, and then you're not, and I think you're pretty like fun and easygoing in general. You're not like a super critical person. So that's, you don't think you, is that, that's not something that we need to focus on, right? In terms of relationships in the beginning. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. Cause you know, some people you're like, the reason why you don't, you're not dating someone is because you're really hard to be around. You're not like, yeah, that. You're, I don't okay. think, I think I probably have been in the past, but I think I'm, I think that. Yeah, I'm okay about like no one's going to be perfect. So, okay. So, I think really, I think actually, when we work on the fire and the water areas, the fame and recognition and the career areas, those are actually also can, can also work on your social life as well because you, um, oh, okay, hold on, let me make a little note to myself. I just thought of something uh, because it's not just like, your visibility and your and how you're seen and your inspiration and your passion for what you do is also like the same energy that makes you visible and seen to possible partners and um and then the career aspect is water and water is water can be wisdom but it's also like the social network so it's about meeting a lot of people um so you need you need more opportunities to meet viable people and then you need to be much more visible so they can see you in both work your in work and in your personal life so I think those two areas are going to be really important to activate for you um okay so I think I have a good idea of how we could go um so I'm just going to go through your floor plan is that cool yes okay so I'm going to start at your front door and so when you walk in, let's see, let me, I'm going to tell you any kind of things, red flags I saw, and then, and then we'll go over how to different things that you can do. So, um, you walk in your front door, the closets to the left and the right. Okay. Got it. So, okay. One thing I noticed is that your bathroom is in the male area of your home. It's related to helpful people, but it's also related to the men in your life like father element. It's also could be like, you know, men, 
So like boyfriends, are you looking for a boyfriend? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> just checking. Who knows nowadays, right? I don't want to assume. I mean, so, open to either, but probably a boyfriend. <laughs> okay. Well, so moving into the space where there's a bathroom in that area can mean that it's a little bit problematic. Like it, bathrooms kind of represent energy kind of coming, like water coming in and out of your home. How many, like you're in an apartment building, you're on the second floor. Mm-hmm. How many apartments are there? I have no idea. Or, or how many floors? Sorry. Um, dude, I'm not even sure. I think maybe two. No, there's okay. got to be three. That's okay. Is it like, I just wondered, is it like 20 floors or is it like? No, no, no. It's small. It used to be an old school. Okay. So, but two floors. Okay. So that's cool. So what you could do in your bathroom to help to balance like the energy, like the water energy kind of maybe draining out, which relates to helpful people, but also men and or boyfriends or father element in your life is to, um, and also travel. Cause I remember one thing we really wanted to work on last time was you wanted to travel a lot. Yeah. It turns out that worked. <laughs> Um, you're a magic woman we gotta listen back to that it was like (laughs) well I remember you and Nick just looked at each other like we want to travel uh-huh uh-huh um so uh but you can put uh let's see see the easiest way is to kind of put a plant in there but I know that I noticed there's no bathrooms in there right you mean windows yeah, no, sorry, no windows in the bathroom. There is a window, but it doesn't really have light because it kind of goes to like a courtyard. But I already put one plant in there. I put like a little, um, like a, a plant in water that was propagated, like just a, like a, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I was going to hang eucalyptus in the shower. Will that help? <laughs> yeah, that'll help. And then also if you want to like, if you, when you want to buy like, if you want to buy little accents, like, I don't know, like your toothbrush or a bath mat or, or paint or some artwork, if you stick with colors like um, blue and green and teal, that'll help because that'll kind of, up, that'll uplift the energy because it takes the water energy and what is like water feeds wood. And so it, it creates, it makes it more, um, more uh, vital. So it's going to help okay, cool. to grow the men in, like to bring in more men, like not bring in more men, but grow that aspect of your life, which relates to helpful people, for people to support you, to, to benefit you and to travel more, but also to enhance and grow relationships with men and also your father. Okay. It's funny because I bought this print mm-hmm. like, last month before when I was still living with the boys like way before I moved here I just bought it and I need to get a frame for it but it's this photographer I like and it's this picture of a basketball hoop and it's blue I'll, I'll send you a photo but yeah it's blue and it has the moon in it anyway um and my grandfather you know is like a really important person in my life and basketball coach and just like feels very masculine and like um reminds me of him and I was gonna hang it in my kitchen but I wasn't really sure and the person who lived here before me had some really great art at a certain point in the bathroom and it feels correct to put this in the bathroom now with the blue I think it sounds good in the bathroom yeah 
Absolutely. And then you know what else you can do that will also help is to, if you could get like a mirror and you could totally get this at Ikea, um, get some kind of mirror and put it on the outside of the door. Okay. Just like a small mirror? Yeah, you could just do a small mirror. I mean, bigger is better, but do the best you can. Okay. Okay. No, I don't love having so many mirrors around, but I'll do it. I'll do it for (laughs) you. Well, if you don't, so, so you know what, you can just, you could, um, do one of your little circle ones. Yeah. Just do a small one or, or just work on keeping plants, moving plants in and out of there and, and making sure that they're getting enough light. And if they're not move them out in and out, but, and use blue, you can use blue and, um, blue and green. What about having um, fresh flowers in there? Fresh flowers is good too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But the colors blue and green relate to wood element, which is going to be fat, which feeds the water, takes the water energy and transforms it into upward energy, upward life energy, which is what you want. Instead of having things drain away, you want it to be um, life giving. Okay. So I'm going to be getting a shower curtain and um towels still would mm-hmm. you say and i was kind of leaning towards white but mm-hmm. would you say it to try to go with like a light blue or green yes not white you could do white too just as long as you do that piece of art and maybe like you know you could do little things like get like um you could even make some of your own art or if you're doing the ceramics make some blue ceramics to display in there just have like, just bring in as many blue and green aspects as you can. Okay. But an easy way, yes, an easy way is to do it with the, with the um, towels, but you don't have to. You could be with any, any kind of accent that you want to do. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, and then I also noticed uh, you have a cloth, okay, you have a closet. Oh, by the way, you remember your door in the East Village was like mm-hmm. all messed up? The, the yeah. door works okay here, right? Yeah, the door is great. The door is super open. <laughs> okay. That was that was like the door in the East Village didn't open quite all the way. And Nick said he was going to sand it for me. And he did try a lot, but it never really worked. And what was it? It was like blocking my future or something? Yeah, because your door, the door to your apartment or your door to your bedroom, in that case, because you only your space is only the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, it represents how energy comes to you. It's the mouth of cheese. So um, all the opportunities for a new boyfriend, for work opportunities, for just any kind of opportunities, everything comes in through your front door. So if it's difficult to use, then, because it didn't even really work very well, it just, it makes, it makes everything really hard unnecessarily. So if you have a door that's easy to open, like it looks like it from like the- Yeah, it's a great door. Okay, good. Good. And just make sure it's not squeaky. Make sure everything's always working like the locks work. And you can, um, especially because you're, you're now actively looking for um, a partnership and also reinvigorating your career and your creativity. I think that um, do a good job of like cleaning it. So I've been really into telling people to clean their doors really well too. Mm. Because the door represents your voice and your communication. So since you're moving into a new place that someone else lived in, 
take some time and just clean all the clean the outside of the door, the inside of the door, the door frame, all those places that you usually ignore. And what that's going to do is help to clarify, refine, and make more um, smooth the energy that's like that you put out in communication. Because most of what you do is communication, right? Yeah. It's your voice. Pretty much. Yeah. And then since the doors are your voice, you have a lot of windows in this apartment. So windows actually represent your eyes. And so I really love the metaphor of you moving into this space with these huge windows with, that are bright and clear. Just make sure that they're clean all the time and you know, pay, make sure they're working well because they represent the eyes of your eyes and how you see the world. So I want you to be able to see the world very clearly and to be able to see things as they are without any kind of cloud to perception um, or your own like insecurities, but really to see things truly for what they are and see the beauty in the world. So, so pay attention to those windows, like make sure they're all working and they're clean. Cool. Um, okay, so then what else do I need? Okay, let's talk about... And I love my view. Like I can see the mountains and I can see palm trees and I can see the busy street outside. I love that. Mm -hmm. I, I think the windows look really beautiful there. Yeah. And much yeah. different than your New York City view. Yeah, for sure. They're three big, huge, you know, it looks like a classroom, you know, like big classroom mm -hmm. windows. Mm -hmm. So, um, okay, let's talk about the, all the beds things you need to do. So you can, um, you know some of these, but I'll just remind you. So, you, so in order to have the relationship... Oh wait, so you have your bed. Is you're gonna you're gonna put your bed closer to your door or Well that's the, the thing that I really wanted to talk to you about because okay. you know, in the video I sent you so so Lauren who lived here before me, she's a friend of a friend mm -hmm. and has a great eye. And I loved how she had the place decorated. And so I've kind of just been using her design of how I want to have it because she has a great mm -hmm. aesthetic. Um, but I'm open to changing it. And what's interesting, I think she she moved in here by herself and then she then her boyfriend ended up moving in and then they needed a bigger place and then they moved on, which I think is interesting because the last space that I move in, moved into, the person got engaged and you said that that was like a really good omen, right? Oh, right. That's right. She got engaged yeah. and that's why she moved out. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so her bed, their bed was closest to the closet so basically the only like nego it's a studio apartment but it's a really big studio apartment with high ceilings and basically the only negotiable thing of like like obviously the kitchen is the kitchen the bathroom is the bathroom but I could really put the bed and the living room in two different spots like I could put it the bed closest to the closet and the door and the bathroom or the bed closest to the kitchen and the windows and I'm leaning towards closest to the door and the closet and the bathroom because if the, and then that, cause that would be the living room. And then that would be kind of weird, I guess, if like the bedroom was more in the kitchen, you know what I mean? But I'm open to yeah. like what you think. Yeah, I hear you. So functionally it serves, it makes more sense to be closer to the bathroom and the closet and then the living room actually, and the living room will be nice next to all those windows because Okay, so here's kind of the traditional way would probably be like it's a little bit better traditionally and functionally to be over by 
to have your bed further in. But mm. something that popped into my head when we were talking earlier is, are you going to have a dining room table? Yeah, I want to have a table um, where she had the table. So like halfway into the kitchen. So like in front of where the bed is now or in mm-hmm. front of where her living room was, I want to have a table there. Okay. Yeah, I think I think it would be better to, to, to have the bedroom closer. So what that will just mean is that you'll be a little bit less safe. So I would definitely, you know, if you can, put a, put a bell or something on the door. So that mm-hmm. um, that's going to make you feel safe. So in case anyone, because you're living there by yourself and so you're just notified and you're really close to the door. So you're not quite as safe there, but I like the idea of having like your living space further back, especially your dining room further back, because when your your dining represents like how you, your friendships, and I want you to have to start making deeper friendships out there in LA and to, um, invite more socialization into your life and then that will lead to meeting more people and if that if your dining table is closer to the door the idea is that you have very shallow friendships and people are coming in and out whereas Mm. when you have the dining table further back you're going to start to develop deeper friendships cool okay so, so I think it'll be better um, that way. And I think you're also kind of okay with your personal life being a little bit more public. Yeah. Uh, so that's just what it means is that when your bed is further up, you're a little bit more in the public realm. And it can also mean that you're dealing more with the public. Uh, you're like in more of a like an administrative position in the sense that like if you're further back, you're more, you're more protected and you're less protect, you're protecting something else when you're, you know, you're less protected when you're closer to the door. But I think let's try it out this way. And maybe this is good because maybe when you're out there more and you're closer to the door, it gives you more opportunity to meet somebody. And then maybe when you meet someone, you can flip those. Okay. And put the bed further back and and try that out so i think i think i'll have them move the furniture yeah (laughs) or actually you'll move into a new place a bigger apartment with your boyfriend where you have and we'll do another one of these yes yes yeah okay so all the bed (laughs) so so you'll have the bed closer to the door um you know you you know how to set it up so that so the headboard well the head of the bed is against that wall yeah that's so you can see the door I want you to put a bell on the door if you can, just so, because you live there alone, I just want you to be sure that you hear someone come in. So psychologically, you know that you're protected mm-hmm. or you're notified. It's like a little alarm system. And then if you can get, if you, so you, you don't have a headboard, what you could do temporarily, once you meet someone, you should definitely get a headboard. Okay. okay. But, you know, they have now um, these decals that you can buy on the wall that have like something fun that could be like a act as a visual headboard what Um, if i just put up a piece of art yeah uh no that doesn't work so much but you could do like maybe a fabric or like like a rug sometimes people take rugs that are really cool that become like a textile art but I think if you put the piece of art you're not going to be able to lean back on it it'll be really high 
Mm. So it has to be like right above there. Yeah, it should be connected to the bed. So, it But if I don't have a relationship yet, why do I need the stability? Um, that's a good point. I'm because you want to you want to meet someone and have some you want to have some connection with them. But what if I just keep the bed as is and as soon as I meet them, then I just get a new bed with a headboard? You definitely have to do that. Okay, I will. <laughs> I promise I will, but I just got this bed. It's not even built and <laughs> You're supposed to check with me before you I get know. <laughs> I know, dude. I should have. <laughs> I was like, oh no, it doesn't I have know. a headboard. <laughs> We've been through this. <laughs> okay. So is it a full size bed? No, it's a queen. It's a queen. Okay, I've upgraded. Good. <laughs> okay, good. A full size, a queen size bed. And then you're going to have a nightstand on each side. Mm-hmm. I'm going right? to get two cool ones. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then you, do they I have to have... match? No, they don't have to match. Okay. But they should be, um, but one shouldn't be like double the size of the other. Okay. Okay. And then, um, get like, and then like, I want you to create it as if you already have like a boyfriend. Okay. Like set up, set up a nice situation. So you each have a lamp, you each have enough room to put your glasses and your cup of water and your book Mm -hmm. and, and make sure like you get a pillow for each person. Right. Mm -hmm. And so just like set it up for your future partner. Okay. Okay. And then there's something else you can do. So there's something called peach blossom luck in feng shui. And it's to attract a partner. Cool. And so you can use pink or peach to in your bedroom area. So that can be like your sheets or a throw or your pillows. Or you can also wear like pink or peach when you go outside or pink or peach underwear or pink or peach pajamas but your bed represents you so if you put the pink in your bedroom or even like having a pink piece of art above the bed like just go pink or peach okay and then when you meet someone you get the headboard and then you get rid of the pink or peach okay what color do i switch it to you can do, well, we'll have to talk about that then. But, okay. but, but if you keep the pink or peach, you'll keep attracting more people. Okay. Which is kind of fun, but. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could do what you want, but everyone now knows. <laughs> so, um, well, you could keep doing that. You can keep it up, but um, also try wearing pink or peach, like underwear and things like that. Okay, cool. Okay. Um. What else? And you know, not to have anything under your bed. Mm-hmm. Yep. I tell people that all the time, especially not shoes. No shoes, but no like, like things that relate to exes or. Yep. I don't, I got rid of all of that. Okay, good. Um, okay. So then the relationship area of your apartment is actually in the kitchen. Okay. So, um, so I can't tell exactly where your stove is, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But what you can do is that window by your ki- in your kitchen, mm-hmm. you can just consider that that's your relationship window or your relationship corner. And, and actually in general in your house, since you have a studio, I would try to avoid a lot of single things. Like if you have like an image of like, 
a woman alone walking on the beach or something. Okay. Um, well, you can like, you could put it away or give it away or keep it for later. But if you're actively looking for someone, it's funny. I go into people's homes, sometimes single women, and they have like all these like images of just single women. Mm-hmm. So that's why like, it's good to have, to already be thinking of you and somebody else. So like, don't just buy one mug, buy two mugs. Okay. Don't just buy one chair, buy two chairs. Assume that you have a partner, your future partner is there. So you want to already make the space for them. Um, and it's you, funny. If, I already have, for some reason, I, I got this new pair of Wrangler cowboy boots that my friend sent me. Mm-hmm. And I, for some reason, it makes no sense. But like when I unpacked, I just left them by that window, like this pair of boots, which is kind of funny. Oh, I like that. Yeah, maybe I'll just leave them there, like as an art yeah. piece. Yes, and <laughs> and I and you can like also if you're creating anything like ceramics, you can like you can make two different bowls, but put them in the window. So you, they're not because it's not it doesn't have to be the same because it's like um, you're not going to be matchy matchy with your partner, right? You're going to be different people, but yeah. you want to have you want to you want to kind of let the universe know you're ready to not be. Katie, single Katie, you're ready to be Katie in a partnership. Cool. So start, so whenever you buy stuff again, buy something at least for two or even four, but at least two. And then, um, and then start to like think, even if you do one piece of art, maybe like see if there's another piece of art that you could have two pieces of art or something that has some kind of pair within the image. Okay. And then also in that window, you can put two plants do you have plants in that window you have two plants right there already okay cool does one feel like more you and one feel like your future partner yeah kind of one is in blue and one is like in a um i mean you recognize them they're both um pots that i shipped from the east village one of the pots is cracked from the but it still looks okay is that okay no that's no but it's like a wabi-sabi sort of thing right no um move that pot somewhere else a picture it's just a tiny crack i mean dude they came all the way across the country (laughs) can you fix it with glue Mm, i I fixed it by just turning it towards the window it's just a little (laughs) chip (laughs) all right you'll um well okay i'll send you a photo Send me a photo because the idea is that, okay, I'm not all about throwing things away, but if you have something that's cracked, that's supposed to represent something. Mm-hmm. Um, so why don't you use that for, you put that somewhere else. Get a okay. new, get a, a whole plant new there. That's fine. plant for there. And, oh, that's good. Have the one plant that's you, that's like intact, that's not cracked because mm-hmm. we don't want a cracked version of Katie, right? right? That we're turning around the crack and hiding it. We want the best, you know, this is a, this is you, you have nothing to hide and then get a new plant that's going to represent bringing in new energy for a partnership. And then, and then you just take care of these plants. So when you go away, you make sure someone's taking care of it. So it's, you're starting to cultivate, um, what you need to have a healthy relationship with someone. Okay. And they need to be about the same size, correct? Um, 
No, I mean, they could be different, but I wouldn't do something that's like six feet tall and something that's like six inches tall. Okay, because I have one that's like a pretty small, um, I have like, yeah, like a pretty small plant and then mm-hmm. the other one is a bit bigger, but I think that's fine because I do want I someone tall. Fine. So that's great. That's your tall future boyfriend. Great. Great. Okay. So that's how you act. So we'll activate your relationship area like that. And then, um, so one thing is I noticed your stove is, um, well, the, your future, your future stove. Mm-hmm. So it's getting stove, delivered in two hours. Oh, okay, good. So the stove represents your wealth and how you nourish yourself, which I know is important to you. So, um, so the way it's set up is that your back is to the door. Mm-hmm. And your back is to the door of the kitchen. So if you could set up a mirror, I know you love the mirrors, but set up a mirror so that you could see behind you while you're at the stove, that would be really good. Because basically, if when your back is facing the door and you're cooking, are you cooking now? I mean, yeah, basically. Okay. okay. Well, you have Not to- that well, but kind of, yes. Well, now that this is your own place, it's a good idea to try to use the stove once a day because that activates your fi- your wealth and your fire. Oh, energy. okay. So, so that's um, so that's important. So even just boiling water is totally mm-hmm. okay. And then set up a mirror. You can even get one of those rear view mirrors, like for cars, like a convex mirror, and um, just set it up so that you can see behind you. Because if your back is facing the door while you're cooking you're under a subtle level of stress and then you put that in that you're putting kind of that stressful energy into the food that you eat. And that's not great, right? Yeah. So it's not actually like my back, I'm like to the side of the door. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's the same thing. And can I just get one of those circle mirrors? I'm going to need a couple of those little circle mirrors from you. Okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get you the smallest mirrors. Okay. Um, and then, uh, okay, so then I want to activate, the last thing I want to do is act, oh, where are you going to, are you going to have a desk? Where are you going to put your desk? You know, I think I'm going to go deskless and I'm going to just use the kitchen table as my desk. And then I, I hope to, my friend and I want to get a studio mm-hmm. someday, hopefully soon that we can go to and work from and I can record the podcast and stuff. Oh, good. Yeah. And it's a lot cheaper in LA, right? Yeah, I mean, I hope so. That's my that's my goal, and so I think working from the the kitchen table will be okay. Okay. Um, Is well, that correct? <laughs> well, I know that you. Well, I know when you're in New York, you you're really good at working everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's kind of your thing is that your work is your life, but your life is your work, and. So whenever you want to have some work-life balance, we could talk about it. Um, but I think part of your work is is about integrating, about sharing your life, right? Yeah, I think so right now at least. Yeah, so we can talk about that. I don't think that's the most pressing thing, but for someone else listening, it might be more important. But mm-hmm. you're also, you're also, I think like, you did a lot of what is it? You did a lot of co-working spaces and things like that. Not that yeah. that's really possible so much now, but but I know that you're good at moving around mm-hmm. with your work, and that it's you don't mind those things um, intermingling. Right? Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, so um, I think what's more important is that you have the inspiration in your career, that you're, start, you're continually trying to, or continually working to um, cultivate things that you love doing, mm-hmm. right? So that's where this, these two areas of the feng shui map um, make sense. So it's one area is the fire recognition area. And that's kind of like where that center window is, where you're going to put your, your you're going to put that, di- the dining table there, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So you'll be sitting in the fame and recognition area. That's really good. And then that, would you say, I couldn't really tell by the video, would you say the front door is directly, is it centered? on that window or is it more over to the left? Let me check. Okay. Mm, pretty centered to that middle window. So it feels like the door is kind of in the center of the apartment? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Okay. And then we should note between the two windows, there's this kind of eyesore heater. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. But yeah, there's really nothing we can do about that. When do you, what, are you going to need the heater? Yeah, I get so cold so easily. I'm totally going to need the heater. (laughs) I mean, I don't need it today. It's 90 degrees, but you know Uh, me with the cold. (laughs) I don't, well, I haven't lived in LA for so long. It's never really that cold, but but people get, once people move to LA, they're like wearing (sighs) their, their like sweaters and like, 60 degree weather. I think that's yeah. gonna be me. A lot of yeah. my coats and stuff are upstate gonna- at Sasha's, and I was just gonna leave them there, but now I'm kind of like, I think I might need them. You're gonna be the one in shorts and a winter jacket. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. So okay, so the heater's okay there. Um. Actually, it probably adds to your fire fire and your recognition. So cool. Um. So I want you to activate the, those two, the fire and water areas because what that's going to do is activate how, for, so for your work, it'll activate your inspiration and passion and um, continually finding new ways to expand and connect with visibility. And then that connects to that. So that's that area by the window. And then your front door is related to your is related to the career, your career and your path in life and water element. So, so I want to activate those two in the same way, so they can activate your passion. And then it connects to your career. And as your career improves, your your inspiration and passion increases. And then as you're more inspired, your you know your career gets even more successful. And like yes, it's really good. And then in turn, it also simultaneously will work with helping you find a partner, a romantic partnership, because you will, uh, I want you to be seen more and for people to notice you more. So that's the fire. And, and then when you're seen more and noticed more, then, and you're feeling more inspired and more passionate then you'll be able to also connect with more people more people will want to be around you because that's that water area connecting to people and the more people you meet the more opportunities you'll have 
to meet your future partner. Cool. So, so since you don't like mirrors, let's mm -hmm. think of another way to activate it. Um, <laughs> one, so there's a few ways, but I just think maybe we can just, we could either do plants. Oh, yeah. You want so to do plants? Are putting near, putting near that window or on that windowsill? Yes. Okay. And also near the front door. Okay. But it should be that plant, maybe. Um, I feel like you need a really big plant, actually, like a big kind of tree. I have for where? Right in between the two windows? Yeah, I think it has to be kind of in the window, like in front of the window, but maybe to the left or the right. But so it, it would needs need to, to be, be up basically on something? Oh, no, it could be on the floor. I'm thinking of like a tall tree, like this, like four feet tall or something, or or a tree on a on a stand. Okay, I have a really big plant. Uh, I forget what it's called, but I have it's like on the floor right now. But I'll show what's you. It, what's it look like? Uh, really big leaves. Me? Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure it's it's okay. Oh, by the way, for the relationship area, the kitchen the kitchen window. Don't put any spiky plants. That's so funny, Angie. Why? <laughs> Why? Because, oh my God, I mean, I was just thinking this as you were talking and I was like, oh, we're kind of going over time and I'm going to tell the story. But I was going to tell you this, this weekend, I went to the plant shop with my friend and her boyfriend uh -huh. and they helped me get plants. And I, you know, before I had a fridge or a stove or internet or even a, you know, a bed frame, I had a ton of plants, right? Okay. And one of the ones that I got was this like spiky sort of succulent and I put it in the window and I just like hated it and I didn't know why. And it was pretty cute, but like, I just, I didn't like it. And I went back to the plant store on Sunday and I was like, Hey, can I return this? And I really liked the pot. And so I was like, and my friend had brought me over a little piece of the propagated um, plant oh. from her yard from mm -hmm. um, where I first lived in LA and it's this really sweet like rounded edges sort of a plant and mm -hmm. I replaced it with that and so I think that's the me plant and that spiky one I no longer have I, I returned it and the guy who who let me return it he gave me back my seven dollars and he was like oh my friend actually planted this and, and made it and he was like I'm happy to have it back like it just didn't didn't work here. And it was such a little, like, I didn't know why it was just real all intuition. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Because if you, cause basically if you had that spiky plant in your relationship area, it would be like, it, it would be like you're putting out really harsh energy to attract somebody. Interesting. <laughs> like you're, it's like, it's like, well, you know, like maybe people will look at you, but they'll be scared of, but they'll be scared to come close to you. It's so They'll funny. be scared. And also, actually, it's interesting because you know how you said something about that last person you dated and, and having that be a little bit difficult? Um, mm -hmm. The spikiness is about protection, right? So maybe your first feeling was to go for something and put it in your relationship area, something that was spiky and protective, but then you realize you're really ready to meet someone, so you don't want to put up those, those protections right now anymore. Because if you, because no one wants to get near a spiky plant, right? right. Yeah. So, but it, it's helpful in certain areas, but 
Not if you're like ready to meet someone and be nice to someone, then you want, but actually, and your friend who gave you the cutting, she's in like Mm -hmm. a good relationship? No. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) She's single. Oh, that's okay. It's okay. It's okay. She has Um, a lot of friends. (laughs) Well, she's the best, but no, 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 not in a relationship. Well, it's, you know how similar to like having an apartment like that. So if the, if you got a plant from a cutting from a, like someone who just got married or has like really positive energy or or good luck, like always like with relationships, like you kind of, Mm. it kind of has some of that good luck with it, but that's okay. Um, Okay. But for the recognition area, I feel like it's, you have pretty good um, fire energy anyway, but I think like, um, you could, that's why I think you need to have like a pretty strong tree. And if it has soft leaves, that's good. Um, but I think you need kind of like a stronger plant to hold up to all the cool, like fire energy that's coming to you. Cause if you have like a wimpy plant, it's going to like just get burnt out. And I don't want you to get burnt out. I want you to be able to thrive and really like have, um, have a really um, strong plant that like, it's kind of like adding logs to a fire versus adding like wimpy little like twigs. Okay. So what, what um, plant are we talking about? This is a plant in front of the main window. In front of the center window. Yeah. Okay. Front of the center window. Yeah. So you could get like a fig tree plant or or something that has a little bit of heft to it. So you can send later, you can text me things and I'll tell you. Yes, yeah. No, bigger. I think like, it's a no, Nucera. Do you know what that is? Am I saying that right? I don't know. Nucera. Monstera? Monstera, yes. Okay. Monstera is a good one. Okay. It's, it's um, I have it's a Monstera. That's the biggest that plant I have. Okay. That one, that's going to grow really fast and really big in that window, I think. Okay, so great. So put that in front of that window. Yes. Okay. And, but then you also need one by your front door too. Okay. So ideally you want to tie them together. So you can do that with like um, the same pot or the same plant or, um, or you could put like a, a, like a little, like a matching ribbon on each okay. of them. Something that like, something that, you know, connects them. All right. I'll just okay. get another Monstera. Yeah, like get another Monstera. Monstera. Perfect. And um, so one will be for your, one will represent the path in life career and one's going to represent your fire energy. So you're going to, so you just think about you're putting them there. So your visibility improves for your business and you have more inspiration and growth and you're very, you have a lot of fire, like just feeling really inspired and then that helps your business grow and then you're communicating more to the world and you're really finding what you want to do with yourself and that creates more inspiration. So you think about those feeding each other mm-hmm. and then same thing with your, and then it's also working for you meeting a partner. So you're out there more, you're seeing more and then you're meeting more people. And it's not just like meeting um, a partner. It's also meeting inspiring people. Mm-hmm and making inspiring like connections, like making deeper friendships, all of this. Okay, cool. Cool. So I think that's, that's a lot for you, huh? Yeah. 
but all like doable. I think sometimes I get, I was actually thinking about this today. I was like, oh no, I hope I don't get on the session. And I'm like, oh, there's, this is, this is bad feng shui, but there's nothing I can do about it. This is bad feng shui, you know, but this time none, nothing like that. Everything's fixable. feels very manageable. Yeah. Well, that's, that's also the way I, I approach things because it doesn't help to tell someone like this is not workable you you try to find a way to meet you have to meet them where they're at right yeah you're I mean you're always good about that but like the door thing for instance Um, we couldn't really fix last time you know no that was a tough one but but here we are (laughs) this one's gonna be fine (laughs) yeah I've got a great door it all came together yes absolutely so um so we should do this space clearing with your intentions. Yeah. Did, did you say someone, people had questions or do you want to skip that? Oh yeah. I, 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 let's just quickly answer it. Someone was saying like, if you don't have a lot of, we'll just answer one of them. If you don't have a lot of space mm-hmm. and you want to do some adjustments and you don't have a lot of wiggle room for moving around furniture, what advice would you give them? Um, so you have to do the best you can with what you have. And so depending on what you want to achieve, you, well, that's kind of not an easy question to answer, but you could start to do other, you could do other things like how we're, we're not necessarily moving things around in your home. We're, we're adding elements with intention. So you can add elements with intention. Like you don't have to add a big plant. You can add a small plant. Yeah. So you have to work with what you have and, and make it manageable and accommodating for the space. But it's probably better to, to get some advice because it's kind of, confu- you know, it's confusing if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, totally. Um, so that wasn't okay. really a great answer, but, <laughs> but I didn't know. I think you, I mean, I think you did your best. To, yeah. To, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's hard to know, like these things are very individual, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, they have in for me, um, which is why it's good to learn about it. So then you can do it for yourself or ask for help with someone like you. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, cool. Shall we, shall we clear? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm just thinking maybe Should this part in or <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know we can leave it in. Um, okay. maybe, uh, I don't know where you're at in your apartment. Can you, it doesn't actually really matter. I'm like in the mid, I'm in the kitchen on the floor. Okay. Well, you, it doesn't actually matter. I'm just going to have you visualize you're laying in bed. Okay. In your bed. Well, I could just go lay in bed. Okay. Is that easy to do? Yeah. I'm just going to my bed. Thank you. Okay. Okay. So we'll do, a, we're going to do like a virtual space clearing and, and then other people can do this for themselves in their home if they listen in and visualize their own, their own home. Okay, so you're laying in the center of your bed. Are you laying and lay on your back? Okay, I wasn't in the center, but now I am. Is it okay that my feet are hanging off? I guess so. (laughs) It's fine. Just being on your bed is fine. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want them on? I'll put them on. No, no, no. It doesn't really matter. It's just kind of being in one central place. And the bed represents you, so it's closest to you. So we're going to start there. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to do a little... mantra chanting to get us uh to kind of to um to create a container okay okay 
All right. Gate, gate, par, gate, par, sam, gate, bodhisvaha, 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 gate, gate, par, gate, par, sam, gate, bodhisvaha. And you can gently close your eyes while you're laying in the center of your bed, or if you're, or you can visualize that you're laying in the center of your bed on your back with your um, gaze facing up with your eyes closed. And visualize that suddenly you're surrounded by bright white sunlight all around you in all directions. And then suddenly you're surrounded by a, a myriad of Buddhas, Bodhisattvas, goddesses, ascended masters, all the helpful people in your life, and they're all surrounding you in all directions. And from their heart center, they shine a white light towards you while you're laying in bed. And this white light is focused on your heart center. And in your heart center, there appears a lotus bud. And this lotus bud begins to open. It's an eight-petaled lotus flower. And in the center of that lotus flower, is your own heart's deity, your own heart's Buddha. And it shines with this white light, this white sunlight. And then this light in the Buddha becomes larger and larger, filling your heart, your torso, and then filling your entire body. As you become this deity, you become this Buddha, you embody this Buddha energy. And then from your heart center, this white light begins to radiate out and it begins to fill your entire body. And then this white light begins to fill your entire bed and it's pulsating this white sunlight. And this white sunlight is clearing out any stuck energy, anything that's holding us back, any kind of difficult, challenging obstacles, it's clearing out any of that old stale energy. And from your heart center, this, this white light radiates out, fills your entire body, fills your entire bed, and then it begins to fill your entire home, touching all the dark corners, all the hidden spaces, and your whole home is filled with this bright white sunlight and it begins to transmute any kind of difficult energy, any stuck energy, any pain, any suffering, any obstacles, and it clears the way for you to receive all the blessings and all your wishes. And then we send this light to our teachers from our heart center we send this white light to our teachers 
and they receive this gold, this uh, white sunlight. And then we send this light to all our loved ones, our family members, our friends, and they receive this white sunlight. And then we send this white sunlight back to all the Buddhas, Bodhisattvas, all the goddesses and deities and helpful people that we saw in the beginning. And they receive this light in their heart centers. And so let's put our hands together in prayer at our heart center. And let's thank our home, thank the home with gratitude and humbleness. And we've cleared away and purified any kind of stuck energy, any difficult chi, any, anything that's holding us back. And we're inviting in blessings of love, joy, future partnerships, inspiration, and knowing what path we need to take to feel inspired, creative, and creating abundance for everyone in the world. Mamani padmi, 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 mamani padmi. So when you're ready, you can gently open your eyes and. So we just cleared the space, your space of anything that may have been stuck and created um, our intention for your new beginnings here, Katie. Mm, that was so nice. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Wow. I'm really excited to see how your this life in this new home in Los Angeles, how it will begin to unfold. Me too. So okay, the main takeaways I gotta get a couple mm -hmm. mirrors, one for the to look at me while I'm at the fridge. I'm gonna get a sticky for that. I've gotta mm -hmm. get one for No the stove. The stove. Yeah, the stove, that's what I mean. You wanna then, see behind you when you're at the stove and one for the bathroom door, the outside. Outside of the bathroom door. And then blues in there, get mm -hmm. another monstera plant for the front door. Mm -hmm. That's it. I got to work on the check back when I meet someone and we'll deal with the bed then. In the meantime, yes. get so matching things. Yeah. And you're also going to do pink in the pink. bed and wear some pink to invite peach, pink or peach blossom luck. And then you're going to change out that cracked the, uh, pot in the your relationship area and you're going to put a new pot um and i and then, so it's cool if i put that cracked pot somewhere else maybe maybe in the living room yeah you could put it somewhere else just don't put it for your relationship because okay. you want you don't want a crack pot you don't want to invite a crack pot <laughs> no sure don't <laughs> you want to you want you want you want a brand new like not broken person to come into your life okay right? all right cool this is gonna work I'm very excited. <laughs> Everything else has worked, so yeah. why shouldn't this? Well, I love it. this was a delight. I love you. Thank you so much for doing this. And um, everyone who's listening, 
just get obsessed with Angie and everything that she does because she's the real deal and the best. And I'm so grateful that you're my friend and teacher and um, you're just so wonderful. And this was really nice. Thank you so much for listening to this earlier episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. Now you can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast and this episode, please share the podcast with others. Subscribe and even better, leave a review. If you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, please visit our website, online store, and blog for more information about feng shui and holistic living. You can visit holisticspaces.com. Support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.